Women Making Waves on Cambridge 105 Radio. After marrying an arable farmer, Jenny Jeffries decided to produce a cookery book celebrating the lives of British farmers. Jenny talks to Linda and I. For many people, life in the countryside represents a dream come true, a long-cherished goal to live the country life, a sort of reward for the hard work in the city. And so to our guest today, Jenny Jeffries. Jenny has recently compiled a new book called For the Love of the Land, a cookbook to celebrate British farmers and their food that was published in July this year. Now, Jenny will be the first to admit that she was a self-confessed urbanite before her marriage to a South Cambridgeshire arable farmer and life thereafter changed dramatically from an urban life to a rural one. Hello, Jenny. Welcome to Women Making Waves. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you today. So we will, of course, obviously talk about your very important book that I've just mentioned. But you also mentioned very recently that getting married into a farming life came to a very steep learning curve. Why was that? Indeed, it was a very steep learning curve for me. Um, I grew up in the towns like Radlett and St Albans in Hertfordshire where they have pavements and restaurants on your doorstep which I very much took for granted and when I married John, my husband, um, the the, the worlds were very far removed and very different. Um, I was very overwhelmed with how much hard graft really goes into farming and into living in the country and I was really taken aback and quite overwhelmed but very passionate about it as well. Um, and it was all very different for me and it was a real steep learning curve and I've enjoyed it thoroughly and being a farmer's wife definitely has its unique challenges um, but it's a very lovely way of life and I wouldn't change it for the world. <laughs> That's good to hear yeah, because yeah. sounds absolutely amazing. You've achieved a lot actually. Now you have two small children as well so you've yeah. really got into the, the family life and the arable world how how is that all going now that you have produced this book we will mention this book obviously but that's the whole yeah. point but how has it has it been since the book how have you um what's the sort of reactions to your book i suppose it's been received really enthusiastically i'm so grateful for it um people have been really enthusiastic about it and really taken on board the whole idea of really sort of flying the flag for British farming. Um, And it hasn't been easy um, because when I first moved up into the country and to be with John, um, I didn't really have many friends or family or a very good supporting network near me. So when I first gave birth to Heidi, who's now five years old, um, I think when a um, a baby is born, a mother is born as well. And I took that on board and it was a real struggle to begin with. um, And it, it definitely did have its unique challenges but since doing the book and really embracing the whole country life and really having a fantastic support network now because of local baby groups and having a good support network with my friendship groups as well it's really taken on board and it's really going very well so I'm very fortunate. I love that phrase when a baby's born a mother is born as well I think that's fantastic I love that I've never heard that before actually (laughs) and I, I was reading that when when you gave birth it was in the middle of the harvest Um, Yes, well, it was just after harvest, actually, just after drilling, um, just after drilling for the following year's harvest. 
and yes, um, John was around quite a lot actually, so I was very grateful to that. But I think it was the whole weaning process when Heidi was six months that it was very, very a different story. I had a revolving kitchen door when I was feeding my daughter and feeding myself and feeding my husband who was going up and down on the tractor all day. <laughs> I really didn't know where to start in terms of um, what dishes to cook. And that's really when the idea of the book came about was actually having a recipe book that I can go to where I could feed everybody on the go at the same time whilst weaning my daughter. It was quite challenging, but quite fun and quite an eye opener at the same time. Jenny, you you mentioned, you just said that it was an eye-opener and you were trying to feed. The farming life, there is a sort of a huge community when it comes to farming, isn't there? So do you, it's almost like the the recipes get passed on. Did you you have a little bit of that as well, where recipes were being passed to you from, say, your husband's family? Um, Yes, I mean, that's why the idea of the book came about, really, because we wanted to share the recipes and we wanted people to sort of real sort of engage a, a, a whole community about sharing recipes which is brings on to the nice social media aspect of the book at the moment we're trying to com- to create a nice community on Facebook and Instagram where people can really showcase what they've cooked from the book and take photos and show people what we've shared um, we haven't so much got recipes handed down from the family on our side of the family for sure um, but certainly there are recipes in the book that have been handed down through generations, through farming communities. So let's go back to the book, actually. So the love of the land, as you said, is a real labour of love. And so were you were you testing the recipes, as well as having children, as well as running a farm with your husband, as well as writing this book? <laughs> Where did you get the time? Well, I'm still slowly working my way through the recipes at the moment. I just the lavender shortbread um, a couple of weeks ago which is a lovely recipe from Castle Farm in Kent which they've shared. Um, so it's the question of um, make, trying to make the time really. I'm not quite sure where the time comes from actually to be honest um, but um, I mean that's where my husband comes in. We, we, we work as a very good team actually. When he's really busy on the farm I pick up the slack and empty the dishwasher and do the cooking and the laundry and if and when I'm busy then he does the same as well so we work together as a really good team so we're really lucky that we're we're a good family and uh, we support each other in every way we can and of course it's not a nine-to-five job is it it's not like going to an office and then when you get back home at night you're finished I'm assuming it's a little bit 24 7 it is it's 24 7 365 it's pretty much working all the time and you're self-employed and you've got other added pressures that comes with that sort of working environment um, and it's in you're at the mercy of the weather so you know you might make plans for the weekend but um, he may not be around because of um, it would be the fantastic best time when there's a bit of sunshine and a bit of dryness where he can go out drilling for example and then it's not wet. Jenny what, I'm really curious what did you do before before you got married and, and moved on to the farm? Um, before I got married and moved on to the farm I was working at a hotel as a receptionist where we actually got married eventually um, and then before that I was a picture editor at Sky News at B Sky B um, and it was working around the clock and doing all sorts of night shifts and seven day fortnights and things like that and before then I went to university and studied music so my life now is completely different to ever how I ever imagined it would be um, which is a real shock to the system actually um, <laughs> but I take great comfort that I can pass on um, my you know my 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 first love which is music onto my onto my two children how, how did you come up with the idea of putting this recipe book together 
coming with the unique challenges of becoming a farmer's wife, I really wanted to, to I just really had a thirst to make connections, to connect with other farmers and to share my story. I was felt quite almost ashamed almost to not really understand where my food came from and really took it for granted. And I really wanted to champion the fantastic variety of produce that we have in our country. Um, so the book contains 40 fantastic farmers from all over the country who contribute both the recipe and their story about what British farming means to them. Do you find that people who have cattle tend to do very beef kind of recipes and people who have chickens, for example, would be very chicken beef? Do you find it, it tends to, the, the recipes tend to draw from the kind of farm that it, they come from? Yes, definitely. Among those who feature are a Michelin-starred chef and great British menu regular Tommy Banks who grew up on a farm in Yorkshire. Um, and he does a fantastic recipe. And there's also a quintessentially British recipe, um, black brick beef bolognese from a traditional lowland farm in Leicestershire. They really do sort of feature the recipes of what they produce themselves on the farm. There's some edible flowers which feature in a cocktail, for example, which is quite unusual. So there's a little bit of everything from game, pork, lamb, beef, cheese and dairy to the more unusual, such as lavender, chilies and edible flowers. Sounds like you, I mean, just looking back at what you have done before, I almost think that what you've done, your experiences before, Jenny, has really helped, mm. especially the night shifts, the night shifts oh, when you were gosh. working as a pig editor at, <laughs> at, uh, at Sky, was it Sky you said? Yes, it was. Well, yes. I, I, all those things, you just never know what's around the corner, do you? You never do. And it's interesting because you just, you just, you, you sort of have a, an idea in your head about what sort of journey you or what sort of road you're going to go down on and you know life brings you all sorts of different challenges and different opportunities and you just don't know what's going to happen really so I never thought that I'd marry a farmer or indeed produce a cookery book I mean I never really sort of was really that passionate about cooking certainly about food definitely and enjoying it with family and friends and eating out I love all that um, but in terms of cooking, um, you know, it's very, all very still very new to me and I'm still learning all the time. There's lots of interest at the moment on the television. Uh, you probably don't have time to watch television, actually, Jenny. But there's lots of interest <laughs> on the television in, in going back to a simpler way of life. You know, we've got TV programmes like um, This Farming Life and Our Yorkshire yeah. Farm and City Life to Country Life and all of that kind of thing. Do you think there is a drive these days? Do you think that people are much more interested in just changing their lives and maybe not necessarily taking on a full-blown farm because I can imagine that's a, that's a yes. big, big, you know, big deal. But do you think that more and more people are interested in just kind of cooking and being, being a bit more simple? Maybe the lockdown as well has, has driven that. I think COVID-19, without a doubt, has really sort of put people in a position where they're thinking more about the simplicity of life and I really actually think the essence of our human nature we are completely disconnected from earth really essentially mm -hmm. and I think COVID-19 has really sort of produced this simplicity sort of aspiration to sort of know where our food comes from and the provenance of this so important to know where our food comes from for, for us to really enjoy it and to really be thankful about all the hard-working people who actually do works all around the clock to make sure that we have food on our tables um, such as farmers and deli workers and butchers and bakers and all those people who work with food I think it's really uh, people do have a strong desire now to keep life as simple as possible and with all the sort of 
challenges that we face now with the extraordinary crisis of climate and all sorts of extenuating circumstances, I think people have a thirst now to sort of really keep life as simple as possible. Mm, I think you're right. I think we all stepped off a treadmill back in March and looked about yes. and went, oh, <laughs> this, is, this is the world then. You know, there, there's that sense, isn't there, that that, that was a big, a big change at the time. Yes. It, it is interesting. Uh, I was talking to somebody earlier, actually. I know we're going off the track a bit when we say gardening here, but because of COVID-19 and because the title of this book is of love of the land, you have uh, three million. We've got three million new gardeners. And very interestingly, half of them are under 45. So it is a very interesting time, isn't it, how people yeah. are realising that there is more to life and that as your book is quite aptly published at the right time I think in many ways and people are probably just realizing that there is there is land and there is to grow absolutely and to keep it really simple as we said before um, I think the secret is not to be intimidated by essentially a very straightforward and a very natural process to eat and to prepare our food and to enjoy it together with everybody um, it's just such a natural thing for us to do and it's just so essential for our mental health and well-being and physical well-being but I think it's more important than ever now that we've seen before to really appreciate where our food comes from. And I think to really be interested in food, one has to know how it's produced. Mm. Now, what about female farmers? Do you find that there is a, a sort of a modernity about farming now? That you, I, I get the impression with your own marriage, Jenny, that it's a, quite a sort of an equal partnership. You sort of take turns in doing things. Very much so. I think there's a... A mutual respect there for each other in what we do and what we want to get out of life together as a family and I think that's really important um, to grow together and the sort of picture of the modern woman really I, I really fundamentally believe is to sort of take and create opportunities and to help each other and to really sort of share all the domestic chores in the marital home um, and to really support each other as best we can. Yeah, and I think that is happening more and more these days, actually. It's not like it used to be 20, 30, 40, <laughs> 50, Indeed. you know, the awful thought. Uh, years ago, <laughs> things used to be very, very different and jobs were very, very defined in the home. I think you're right. People are mucking in far more now. Yes, definitely. I think it's definitely got a, a philosophical thought whereby everyone just mucks in together and just helps each other out, which I think is what it should be about. There's quite a lot of women farmers out there who don't get enough credit. There's a lot of women in the, in the book, actually, um, especially two sisters who took over their farm in the Shetland Islands when their father died, when they were only 21 years old. And their story is actually really very, very moving. And through their strength and resilience, they've really sort of made it their own and they're really championing and enthusing young farmers to go into farming themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a really good female voice throughout the book. I didn't want it to be defined by gender by any stretch of the imagination, but definitely there's a, there's a strong female voice within that book, which I think is just as important. What's been the reaction in the farming community to your book, Jenny? I believe it's been um, enthused and um, received positively. I haven't really heard anything bad about it. And I think all the people, all the people, all the farmers who have contributed have been really enthusiastic and really pleased um, and been so helpful um, who've been contributed in the book. And I think they're very, very happy with it. 
how did you handle, you know, being a picture editor in the past, yeah. the illustrations for the book? Well, we had fantastic photographers. Um, there were freelance photographers, Paul Gregory, who took the front cover photo of the succulent, gorgeous, delicious pork belly on the front cover of the book, um, along with Matt Crowder and Simon Burt, who travelled the length and breadth of the British Isles, taking photos of the farmers and their food um, during the whole course of the production process of the book. Um, and I think the publisher, Meze Publishing, have done a lovely job in um, putting the book together and making it really visual, which was really important to me actually, and probably because of my past in, in working as a picture editor for yeah. Sky, I think that's all becomes part of it. And I think all my experiences before with the music and with the picture editing, it all sort of comes together like a big jigsaw and it's all sort of fitted together. And I really, really feel now that I'm in a really good, strong, prominent place where I can have the opportunity to do this. It's, it's really great. Minette Batters, the NFU president, has kindly, very kindly written the foreword, which really added a lot of credibility at very much in the early time of the whole process of the book. Um, and especially now as we're coming up quite politically, the political scene, there's the agricultural bill, which I think is going back into the commons. There's, I think the farming community is definitely trying to reach out to the consumer and really trying very much to sort of have the consumer on board with helping out with farmers. Um, in the words of Minette Batters herself, she says every single person can play their part in championing UK food and farming by looking out for the Union Jack red tractor logo when shopping. So she says that, and when you're whipping up these delicious recipes, remember that you too are part of the story of great British food. So there's an awful lot that both everybody, you and I, can do to help farmers. Um, and that's, you know, to raise the flag for British farming. And we can do that by volunteering, signing a petition, writing a letter to your MP and having conversations like this and really bringing out into the open and into the public eye. Mm. No, well, no, thank you for that. Good. I know I certainly do that. I always look for UK-grown things if I can, yeah. because environmentally, it's it's just it's horrible. And also, you don't want food that's travelled for days and days before you know it's nice, it's fresh, and exactly. it, it's local. You know, yeah, exactly. I think it's really championing local produce and supporting your local farm shops rather than just going to the supermarket mm -hmm. and and you know the easiest sort of thing. And there's a directory at the back of the book where it's got all the details and contact details and websites of all the um, contributing farmers where you can actually go and pick your own produce and, and go and support them. And any, any particular part of the book that is your favourite? I'm sort of talking about meals, actually. It's, it's just looking at the front cover, it's making me very hungry and I've already had <laughs> dinner. <laughs> but what's been one of your favourite meals that you've seen in the book? Or maybe there's quite a few, I don't know. Um, I think it's really the lavender shortbread. I think it's such a sweet, <laughs> lovely little dish that you can just cook up at home with your children. Um, and it's, it's lovely. It's slightly different. And um, I think it's very accessible. And I think this is the thing about all the recipes in the book. There's such a different variety of produce which are showcased within the recipes. Um, and they're all very accessible and very sort of straightforward to make that you can just do on your own or with your partner or with your children. Um, so I think lavender shortbread brought the, the most joy because I did that with my children. So that was quite good fun. Um, so I would say that um, a, a small uh, a proportion of the royalties from the book has been donated to the National Literary Trust. Um, I think reading is a skill for life. Um, and that's why I wanted my book to help support such a great cause. And I fundamentally believe that if you've got an opportunity to earn, you've got an opportunity to give. And I wanted to give something back to that.
That's really nice. It is really nice. Yes, that is really nice. Anyone interested in becoming a farmer and have come from the city, is there somewhere where they could go to to get some advice from farmers before they actually make that big leap? <laughs> I believe that you can go to the Young Farmers Club. I think every region in, in the country has their own Young Farmers Club. And the National Farmers Union has got a fantastic resource um, for all sort of people, whether you're farming or non-farming or whether you live in the town or country city, um, the National Farmers Union is a very good place to go to. But I also think, actually, your book is going to be a go-to as well because you, it's, it's got lots of information about where the food comes from, as you say, where you can buy this food and literally the farming community in one book. Definitely. I mean, the aim of the book is to bridge the gap between city and country and to educate and to inform and to connect and entertain and to share the dedication of those who produce our food in the words of the farmers themselves. So if it's something that you really want to get into or you want to learn more about your food and where it comes from, hopefully this book is a really good place to go to first and foremost. Jenny Jeffries, thank you very much indeed for coming and talking to us here at Women Making Waves. I hope all the very best for your book, The Love of the Land. It's absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. I thought it was really interesting that she'd moved from a non-farming background into a farming background and she really has taken it, you know, taken the wheel there mm. and, uh, and <laughs> become a real driving force in that community, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that takes a lot of guts, but she she's great. She's loving yeah, this, isn't she? Does. Yeah, I think also what, there is no better way to get to know other you know yeah. people in your community then to then make a decision like that oh let's get some recipes together I'll Quite. you know communicate with lots of other and of course as word would spread I imagine that people were contacting her with the recipes in the end so I, I think that that's a, a great way of, uh, of making friends really. yeah it is and what about her favorite recipe I would have gone for the roast beef but she wanted to go for the <laughs> lavender shortbread <laughs> Well, lavender shortbread sounds really nice. It does. I'm a bit, I'm a bit, you know, I'm Scottish, Susie. Yeah, that's true. And shortbread, don't mess with it. Don't mess with it. <laughs> yes, that's true, actually. You're right. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I'm not knocking the lavender shortbread. I'm sure it's absolutely beautiful. Yes, it is. It all is. But what, <laughs> what a really interesting to talk to Jenny Jeffries. Women Making Waves on Cambridge 105 Radio.